Two years ago, I made the decision to stop selling myself and absolutely everything that came my way on Instagram so that I could focus on building my business. And here's what happened. I ended up tripling my revenue. I grew a team. I created time and financial freedom. I've been able to travel the world, be there for my family, continue to build my vision, my dream, and scale the business with tech and a team that shares that vision because I've been able to lead from the front. And I'm going to teach you how I did that because I see or I know that this is a desire of so many trainers in the industry, service providers, and single founders or sole traders, if you will, who want to really scale to this time and financial freedom that people obviously sell as the dream. And what I'm noticing is this high ticket push. I've spoken about this before, people pushing high ticket service offerings and coaching models and and this business world that's turned into, or this uh, business product that's turned into the value of the result, which is of course a marketing principle. Marketing 101 is to sell the result. But what it really means is that people are just looking for ways to charge more. And there's obviously a ceiling on how much you can charge, particularly as a young business or a young founder, um, compared to the experience that you've had, the journey that you've had, the market that you're exposed to as well, and what the market is prepared to pay, no matter the perception of value. Plus, your market can only receive you uh, to the ability of where they are in their business journey as well. So if you can't correctly solve their problem or the the cost of solving their problem is not as great as your high ticket offer, you're only going to get so far. Now, at the time I was bodybuilding, I was what you would call a fitness influencer. I was sponsored by one of the greatest activewear brands in Australia or biggest brands in Australia. I was earning a a salary from them of 75,000 Australian dollars a year. Plus I was selling guidebooks, courses, one-on-one coaching, uh, one hour of my time, a 10-week package. I was also contracting out to different brands or businesses with my marketing services. If you had to ask me what I did, I would say I did a little bit of everything. I had a, a, a supplement nutrition sponsor, plus I was selling skincare on Instagram, and I had what I thought was multiple streams of income, which is what you learn to do when people teach you about investing or getting ahead in life. And that's really actually getting it wrong. It's the right idea, but the wrong execution. And it wasn't until I really scaled it back to focus on the one thing that I started to achieve huge growth. And from where I am now to where I want to be, you look, it's always going to be a case of never being there. It's that gap in the game mentality. But if I actually sit and I've had a lot of time to do this lately and reflect on how far I've come as a founder and as a business in the last couple of years, I can see the journey and I can see so many people on this journey. This is what we obviously do for a living at Big Upper Tide. And I firstly found that when I met with people or caught up with people, they didn't know what I did. I was getting asked, how's your coaching business going? People thought I was a personal trainer. Are you going to do another show? I was perceived as this person that I actually wasn't trying to be. Whilst I loved my hobbies, that's what I became known for and associated associated with, which actually isn't how I made money. So then the way that I was making money or how I wanted to make money long-term, I should say. So the way that I was making money was heavily hinged on my identity It was completely dependent on my looks, my training, my nutrition, my content schedule, and my ability to show up on Instagram. 
I'd actually created what I would now call or classify golden handcuffs because the way that I was making money was through Instagram and it wasn't at all creating the lifestyle that I wanted to create. Now, at the time I was younger, I was 25 to 27. I was making cash that made me or allowed me to do all these things, which I really love. So I had this false reality of success. And it wasn't until I started to actually feel unhappy with the success or perceived success that I'd achieved that I'd realized that, that, that I was in the wrong boat. I wasn't actually fulfilling my dream. I was living somebody else's and I was actually putting what I loved doing and what I was good at doing on hold. I had to cut everything. I really did have to let go of a lot of things. I had to actively try and break up with this identity, which has taken such a long time, to be fair. It's something that I'm still sort of working with when such a large portion of your audience associates you with a version of yourself that you no longer wish to be. And I had to focus on the one thing. And that one thing was going internally, finding my purpose, finding my passion, and then being able to bring that into my everyday life. And I'm always I'm fortunate enough to know what my passion and purpose is. I will say it loudly and proudly. It is freedom. And by creating freedom for other people, I can create freedom for myself. Time and financial freedom so that you have the choice to spend or choose how you spend your day. And to me, that is success. So I rec- recognize that my passion, my true passion and strengths were obviously business and marketing. That is what I'd studied and what my professional experience was in. But this passion and understanding for my market allowed me to narrow my niche as a business owner or marketing service provider and work in a field that I was most passionate about, which was health and fitness. So that was step one. I identified where I really wanted to be where I wanted to go and how I could bring my passion in and my skill set into alignment. My passion being strength, fitness and training, my skill set, marketing, branding and business strategy, bringing them together and then moving on to then create a business offer that had synergy. When I did that, I saw the greatest return on my investment that I'd ever seen. I was making more money than I'd made from any of the previous offers that I'd had, be it a combination of sponsorships and random pots of income coming in from here and there. And then it took a while, but I really started to change my perception of myself in my market and strengthen that association with where I wanted to go from where I was, which allowed me to build a business that became an agency to provide the service as I was reinvesting into the vision, the dream and the future. Now, I love telling this story because I think I forget it myself. I feel like I'm back at square one right now. I was talking to Nikki, I work with her as a mindset mentor, and I can't recommend her enough, about this void that I'm in. Since having been so sick in London, going into a coma when I just arrived here, coming out of hospital in an entirely new world on a completely different time zone to the majority of my friends and family, out of my surroundings, working Australian hours, not able to have my regular routine. I really had everything stripped away from me that I felt made me, me in the sense of my routine, my environment, my home, my things, my friends and my family. And when I would look at this version of myself on social media or or when I felt like in order to get back into things, I had to show up as a certain type of person. That was when I realized that that's not 
where I'm trying to go or grow or who I want to be. And I realized that every now and again, this happens. You grow and you level up, you work so hard to do so. And then you realize you've done the thing. I built the business that I have the agency, I have the team and I have the tech that's allowed me the more time and financial freedom to look around and go, oh my God, what do I do with myself? And I noticed this fear that comes up of feeling like you're not where you want to be. And that fear pulls you down to keep you safe doing what you know you are because it's safer to sit with yourself as the version of yourself that you've always been because we're familiar in that fear. And so that has been my block. I've been working well behind the scenes, making huge progress over here, and I'm so excited to share it, but I don't. And I don't share it because I recognize that I fear that I haven't done the thing yet. So I don't have the credibility to talk about scaling a business, building a team, building tech, restructuring a team, making hard decisions, making the right decisions and learning from your failures, because I feel like I'm still on that journey. And if I was to talk to you as a client or as a personal trainer and you were to tell me you wanted to do a bodybuilding show, I would not tell you to wait until you've won to sell the story. I would say sell the story because it's more relatable. But here I am coaching my clients through the thing that I can't even take my own advice on. And then I've had these calls this week, these sessions with my clients, and I've realized I'm not alone in this. And they literally come to me to guide them out of it. And that's my my role, to be able to help them and show them and prove to them how. So I've noticed that I've had this internal block myself. And the internal block has been from or around creating content and telling my story and also sharing that story with others in a way that is more suitable or more relatable to them. So I want to give you the three steps that I have adopted to overcome this block that I'm calling it around creating content. The first one is dedicate some time to educating yourself on the platforms. A lack of confidence comes from a lack of experience and a lack of experience comes from a lack of evidence. So if you are scared to create content, it's probably because you don't know how. You just don't know how to use the tools and templates so you haven't tried or you haven't practiced. And honestly, before that even, is probably knowing what to post. How do you know what to post when it comes to creating a content schedule? Often people try and look at what's trending, trending edits, and they look at their competitors and try and copy their competitors. But really, it's about finding your ideal target audience and looking at what they're engaging with. What language are they using? What problems are they trying to solve? I would recommend that you look at your competitors frequently asked questions and see the questions that they're getting asked by the mass market or your potential ideal target audience and make the content based on that instead of what they're doing. Because otherwise, you end up just creating me too content. It is, however, really good to role model. I do recommend that if you are having a content block, spend some time on the platform looking at people in your industry who you aspire to be like or who have what you have. And don't spend too much time on one person's account because you can end up in a scroll hole and be left to feel quite shitty afterwards. But spend some time looking at their content and think, what do I like? What can I create? How can I make this my own? How can I do it better or different? And how can I use the words of my target audience in this video or in this piece of advice versus their target audience? So once you've done what I call is role modeling, 
and you've spent some time educating yourself on the platform. The third thing is to practice. It feels shit when you're not good at something. Nobody likes to do anything that they're not good at. And there's so many tools and platforms in this ever-evolving creator space that empower us to serve our message to millions of people around the world. But the reason that we don't is because we haven't practiced. Practice makes progress. The more that you practice, the more familiar you are with these platforms. Even if you spend 30 days taking a complete retreat from social media, just practicing and researching and learning, instead of feeling shitty about yourself for a month, give yourself a break, pat yourself on the back and say, I'm learning. I can do this. I'm learning to create content. I'm a fast learner. I'm practicing. And be more encouraging of affirming the fact that you are learning. Ask for help. Look into online courses, YouTubes. You go on TikTok and watch how to make edits and it will show you. There's so many platforms now, so many creators teaching you how to make better content. It's now a service, how to become a content creator. So once you've had a go at filming yourself and you've been more comfortable in front of the camera, you'll find that you've overcome your block. And that is exactly what I have done. I've been in London and I had this vision when before I came to share my story, to tell people what I was doing, to vlog the work. And I, I find myself getting in my own way. I'm working in tracksuits in the dark apartments of London in the afternoon thinking nobody cares. This is an absolute grind. I'm still figuring it out. I'm frustrated. I'm trying. And these are not the emotions that we're proud of to share the, with the world. But this is storytelling. And I shared this in my last podcast. This is the art of storytelling. Now, when you are telling a story, we all liked, we are all captivated by your journey. Nobody wants to just see you kill it, kill it, kill it all the time. You'll be one of those people that makes others feel like shit. But what they do want is to be inspired by you, particularly if you're a personal brand or a founder. You're supposed to help people survive and thrive. If you can remove the barriers and the objections that they have between what they claim they want and what they have, then they will buy into your story, no matter what it is that you are selling or how you sell it. So it is the art of storytelling, which I spoke about in my last episode. Give it a listen if you haven't already. And the art of dedicating time to practicing how to do the thing that is going to get you there. So this is an episode to give you that push out of your creative block, out of the void and towards the place that you want to be, that you're not yet there in your mind, which we will never be. Start practicing, dedicate some time, find the 10 creators that you really want to be like, look at the content that they're creating, look at who your market is engaging with, ask your target audience who inspires you in health and fitness. It might not be the people who inspire you. Not everybody wants to be a bodybuilder or have six pack abs. A lot of the world just want to live their best life. So look at the language, look at the goals and desires and think, how can I help my audience in the clearest way possible? What's the platform that I'm going to learn to dominate? And when can I dedicate some time to that? And just do the thing. Just show up for yourself. Nobody has to see it, but nobody cares. If it's shit, nobody's going to engage with it anyway. That's the way the algorithm works. It actually has your back. It doesn't want your shitty content to flunk either. So just post it. And when you do, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your feedback because if that is the block that you are having this method, this three-step system will help you. But coming back to where I started with this episode, because I realized that I've just jumped around massively. 
Scaling a business beyond a brand requires a lot of work and effort. It is hard. Running a business is actually really hard, really tough, and really stressful. And just when you start to feel like you're killing it, something happens that makes you realize that you're not yet where you want to be. And that can be super disheartening. So this one's for all the business owners out there who are feeling the the grind. They're elevating. They're in that in-between space of the gap and the gain. They're, they're not yet where the next goalposts are, but they've moved on from where they started. Now is the time to keep working. That delegate, educate, and 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 scale method where you you know that you need to automate, delegate, and educate to grow so that you've got that time and energy to put back into the marketing. As a founder, what I'm experiencing right now is that I'm leading the team, I'm the visionary, I'm the marketer, I'm the salesperson, the service provider, just like you wearing all the hats. But now in enabling a team to do the things that I also don't have the skill set to do, like design and development, has been such a mental challenge to me because I'm working to understand a group of people who are working to understand me and I'm trying to create an environment for them that is cohesive with growth so that they see the vision, they're excited about the vision and they buy into the passion of what we're doing as well. And that is time consuming and also scary. If you are a founder and you are alone and you are bringing this vision to life every now and again, you just check yourself and go, oh my God, I'm now the leader of a team. And is this even the right thing to be doing? Or am I doing what's right? Is this, is this actually what the market wants, what my people want? Am I still committed to my true vision? Have things changed? And it's these big existential questions I find that can really create this content block. And that's how I'm tying these two sections together. But I've had these big questions in business and I've felt the fear of taking that next step. When you stop spending and living like you're cash rich or, or living your dream life when you first start making good money. And a lot of trainers do make good money. I want to point that out. A lot of trainers that we work with make twenty to $30,000 a month, which is quite a significant amount of money, especially um, considering what the average salaries are around the world in different key cities and locations. So of course you can live your best life with that. But it's when you start saying, okay, I'm going to reinvest into the unknown that you get scared. And then we face challenges. Things don't work. Things do work. People come, people go. You have to restructure. You have to change platforms. Clients get upset. You drop a ball. You pick it up. You win with one person and the other person's not happy, but you keep moving to learn as quickly as you can to innovate and to grow. And that kind of sucks up all your time and energy. Then you get to the end of the day and you're in this scroll hole on social media and you're like, oh my fuck, I haven't posted anything on Instagram today. And you're like, oh, okay, now I've got to do this. And you've completely killed your creative buzz. And then you've got this imposter syndrome because you're dealing with a big sort of, I'm not going to say uh, challenge, I'm going to say you're dealing with the unknown. It's very easy to do things you're confident in. Just always remember that because confidence comes from experience. If I asked you to brush your teeth, you wouldn't think twice. It's autonomous to you now. If I asked you to tie your shoes or to go load up a bar and squat it, potentially, you wouldn't think twice. But when I ask you to do the things or to show up as a version of yourself that you're not actually confident in, that's when I have this block. So my goal 
with this episode was to help you identify if you are experiencing this void mentality and help encourage you to do something about it. Dedicate some time to learning, to growing, evolving, being inspired and to practicing because what got you here won't get you there. But I guarantee you the things that did get you here, some of those principles like learning, asking for help, mastering your craft, dedicating time to it, are what's going to get you there. So think about what has given me the success that I have. You maybe got educated, you practiced, you put in time, you first did it yourself before you got other people to do it. How can you become more self-sufficient on your own so that you are more confident and start to be, give, that, give yourself that self-belief that comes from the experience so that you can get back into the game to market and sell the business that you have worked so hard to build. And if this resonates with you, if you are at that point where you're like, oh my God, I'm trying to get there, but I'm currently stuck here. I need a team, but I don't know who to work with. We are your team. I've done that work for you. You can lean on us. We've got a skilled team of designers and developers that work around the world, and we are here to help you bring your vision to life. All you have to do is reach out. You guys know where to find me. It's Jenna Davies Marketing or Big Appetite. Thank you so much for tuning in as always.